You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Welcome to the Retirement Planning Show with host Dave Kopak in the financial services business for over 35 years. The Retirement Planning Group LLC is a registered investment advisor. David M. Kopeck is also a registered representative of Persh Kaplan Sterling Investments Incorporated, PKS. In their separate capacities, a registered representative of PKS, David M. Kopeck may recommend the implementation of securities through PKS instead of Retirement Planning Group LLC. Purse Kaplan Sterling Investments and Retirement Planning Group LLC are not affiliated companies. Now it's time for the Retirement Planning Show on WGY. Good morning and welcome to the Retirement Planning Show. My name is JT Cox, Wealth Advisor with the Retirement Planning Group. We are here every week to discuss retirement planning strategies. If you are a new listener and you're not familiar with us, the Retirement Planning Group is an independent financial services firm located right here in the Capital District. Our primary office is in Malta on Route 9 between exits 12 and 13. If you want to sit down and have a chat with us, we work with hardworking savers, folks who have worked their whole life, saved into a 401k plan, a 403b plan, a deferred comp plan. Now they're looking to make take those next steps into retirement. So we help folks create that plan. What does that look like for you? What does that path look like? What steps can you take? And we help design that plan for those individuals. And then we help them execute that plan. And then we talk about investment management, retirement income distribution, social security planning, asset protection, and ultimately the legacy that you wish to leave your loved ones. So if you want to sit down and have a chat with us, you can give us a call at 518-580-1919. Again, that's 518-580-1919. We are happy to sit down and have a chat. Now, joining me this morning is Nico Dumas, financial planner with the Retirement Planning Group. How are we doing this morning, Nico? Good morrow, sir. Good morrow. Oh, I'm, getting fancy on us. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing well today. I'm doing well. It was. It was quite uh, foggy out today. Yeah, I no do. Way. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up. A word of warning, folks. If you are not on the road yet and you need to get somewhere, give yourself a little extra time this morning. Uh, between Saratoga and Latham, it was very foggy. Yeah, and I'm right on the river over in oh, Scaticoke. Yeah. So you're so, probably getting a lot of it. So I could probably see 20 feet in front of my truck. Yep. <laughs> that yeah. Drive down my road. There's always, when you're on the north way coming down on 87 between, like around exit 12 and exit 10, there's always those little valleys that you go through, and th those seem to be where the fog accumulates. So there's definitely some dense areas there, and then sometimes you get up out of it. But uh, again, give yourself a little extra time this morning because uh, it is foggy out, and it should burn off at some point, I imagine, right? Yeah, I hope so. We're supposed to do some pumpkin picking today, and then we're going to carve some pumpkins and we're supposed to go to a haunted house tonight. So. You must have a girlfriend. I do. I'm, we're doing 22 all the 22-year-old Nico never would have told me he was going <laughs> pumpkin picking and carving pumpkins. I got my orange sweatshirt you do. on. I look like the, the, the big pumpkin or whatever it is. One of my buddies uh, at his wedding, uh, he was he was the best man at his cousin's wedding. And he said he said he knew his cousin was in trouble because, uh, you know, he's calling him up on a Saturday. What are you doing? You want to get together? You want to go watch a you know, go somewhere, watch some college football, you know, hang out and stuff. He's like, no, no, we're going to apple picking. <laughs> that's it. He's like, I'm going. Oh. He's like, wait, what'd you say? He said, I'm going. Uh. He said, say it clear. He said, I'm going apple picking. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> 
we all get to that point. But, but yes, yeah, so I'm supposed to pick some pumpkins today and, and carve them up and doing fall things, I guess, JT. Doing fall things. Yeah, well, that's fun. I've got uh, my son Beckett plays uh, flag football, so I'm going to be coaching his team after this. I'm going to be running up to Saratoga to do that. And then uh, we're, we're going to do some similar stuff. We'll take the dog for a hike. It's a beautiful fall weekend. Yesterday was gorgeous out. I don't know if you got the chance to go outside at all. Um, but it's a beautiful fall weekend, which is a good thing because in our office, Jim Corcoran, who uh, if you call the office, that's probably the person you're going to talk to. He is down south today because what's he doing today? He is. His son uh, is getting married. Yeah. So James and Angela, congratulations today. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, it's exciting. I, I went to school with uh, with James. So Yeah, you played sports with him, right? Yep, I played sports with him. Were you better well. or worse? I'm not going to say anything. It's his wedding uh, depend, day, so you got to be nice. <laughs> it depends on the sport and the position. He was, okay. a, he was a pitcher. I was a shortstop center fielder. And he's so, big. He's a big guy. He's a big kid, right? He's he's big. Yeah, he, he's pretty he? tall. He's probably 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, yeah. So not not super tall, but he's big, and he's taller not, than me. And he's got, you know, he's a big guy. He's too. Yeah, he's kind of like his father. Yeah. And, uh, Jim's a big guy too, so yeah. runs in the, the Corcoran blood over there. Who's the better golfer, you or Jim? Well, that's, that's an easy... An easy answer. It's it's me if we're playing competitively and I'm playing with him, so I could see him. Okay. And see what he's doing with his so, feet. So you mean like count his count his strokes, make sure yeah. the ball doesn't magically hit a root. Well, he keeps he keeps three balls in his left pocket too. Just in so case. He just, just, okay, one goes in the woods. Oh, that that didn't count. Be nice. It's his son's birthday. <laughs> no, it's his wedding day. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. His wedding day. So, but yeah, congratulations to Jim, his son James, and the bride to be is. Uh, Angela. Oh, you're good. She's you're from good. Uh, Utica. They met over at Utica. Yep. Um, I think they're both in the same dorm. Yep. I kind of that's weird. I know. I kind of know the love story too. Yeah. Wow. Because I know used a lot. to go out to Utica. I actually visited James at, uh, one or two times out there, and I had a couple of buddies that went to Utica, played basketball. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's great news for him. You know, these life, and I know Dave Kopik is also going to a wedding today too. You know, it's so it's it's times like those this you kind of try and focus on the positive right now. There's a lot of negativity out there, and we're certainly going to get to that on today's show. But uh, you know, when we have these bright spots, we really want to embrace these bright spots because we need it. You know, right now there's so much negativity, there's so much stress going on in the world, in the marketplace, and everything else. Um, you know, these bright spots are what we're here for, and we just want to celebrate these as much as possible. So we're excited for Jim. I know he was excited. I know his wife Joanne is going to be very excited. Jim, she, I think Jim is on warning to be on his best behavior today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he is. I think Joanne's got him um, yep. in a place where... He got his hair cut the other day and he had to go to the fancy haircut place to get his hair cut and stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah. But we're happy for Jim and his family. That should be a great day. Now, Nico, I know you've got uh, a printout there and, and I think it was pretty interesting when you were talking to me about it this morning. You want to just uh, talk a little bit about the, your printout and what we're going to be discussing on today's show? Yeah, I think this uh, it kind of shapes out the show for today. Um, it's called a life income management. So building a proper um, income stream for your retirement based on your the assets that you've been saving into throughout the years. And this, uh, this printout kind of outlines the three separate phases in the income planning process. Mm-hmm. Number one being building. So the accumulation phase, that's going to be while you're working uh, throughout the years, contributing to a 401k, 403b deferred comp plan. Um, not electing to take that income now and saving it for the future. Yep. Uh, that would be part of the the building stage and mm-hmm. building these different assets to utilize in your retirement. Yep. The the second phase they have here is uh, conservation or conserving. Uh, so this would be planning 
preparation and preservation phase. So this is kind of that red zone we talk about. Yep. So you talk about maybe three to five, maybe three to seven years out. I think seven is probably a better number uh, to really start planning and shifting your portfolio towards more of a conservative um, type of allocation. Yep. This way, when you do retire, it doesn't matter where the market's at. It might matter a little bit, but it doesn't matter um, if the market's down, if it's up. You, you know what you have. You know the income stream you can accomplish from it or you can obtain from it. Yep. And then the final uh, stage would be spending, so distribution phase. Mm-hmm. So that's when you're fully retired um, and we start looking at the different income streams. We start looking where you're going to take money from. As far as Social Security, when you're going to elect to take that, if you have a pension, and also starting to talk about the buckets of money. Yeah. Um, we utilize the buckets of money approach at Retirement Planning Group creating cash within the portfolio to accommodate distributions so we don't have to sell out of positions on a monthly basis to get you that money in case the market's down. Yeah. I think, you know, those three phases, I I like how those are uh, framed up. And I think that gives us some framework for the discussion today. And yeah, I, I think it's important when times like this are going on and everything is down, stock market's down, bond market is down, you know, a lot of negativity in the world. Um, it's going to impact those three phases differently. So I think we can talk about, you know, those three different phases and what they should be thinking about right now. You know, we've got some younger clients and I know, you know, younger clients were here. Dave was on the radio yesterday talking to someone and they said, you know, I can't even open my statements right now, my 401k statement. So we're going to talk a little bit about that on today's show. Um, You know, how those folks should be approaching times like this and what they should be thinking about if you're in that accumulation stage. I also then will spend some time talking about folks who are in that um, planning stage that you called it, where they're not quite retired, but they're, you know, that, that red zone that we talk about, how should they be approaching times like this with the volatility? And then those folks who are in retirement, who are in the income distribution phase, how they should be looking at it. And and we're also going to take talk about steps that each of these individuals can take to get through times like this. Yeah, no, I'm excited to talk about it. And this is a call-in show. If anyone wants to call in, what's the number, JT? Yeah, it's uh, 1-800-TALK-WGY. Uh, wow, <laughs> I, <laughs> I had, a, had a moment there. I had to swing it over to you. I always struggle with it. 1-800-TALK-WGY. If you have a question, I'm sure other folks out there who are listening also have the same question. Nico, you and I did it, was that, two weeks ago, and we had a bunch of really good questions. Yeah, we uh, had like, a lot of really good callers. Yeah, like three or four people called in, and I'm sure 12 other people have the same question as you, so yeah. feel free to call in, ask that question. We'd love to chat with you this morning. That's why we do this live show. Yep. We're trying to get feedback. We're trying to get people to uh, contribute and ask some questions, and we'd be more than happy to answer them for you. Yeah, that tells us what other people are thinking about out there and what what questions that they want answered. So 1-800-TALK-WGY. And what we're going to do is, uh, in a moment here, we're going to take a break, uh, our first break. But when we come back, uh, as Nico said, we're going to talk about the different stages of life when it comes to financial planning and the importance of planning and and also, you know, what factors, what what factors folks should be thinking about. Because as we des- design these plans, you know, there's going to be at, at these different stages of life. Nico mentioned you've got the accumulation stage, you've got the, the planning stage, the conservation stage, and then you've got the distribution stage. You know, there's different planning compo- components at each of these stages. And when you create that plan, there's going to be different factors. And so we're going to talk about some of those different factors and, and what steps you should be taking. But uh, if you have any questions, give us a call, 1-800-TALK-WGY. We are going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. David Kopech here, your host of the Retirement Planning Show. 
during this difficult time in the financial markets, I'm pleased to offer a complimentary second opinion service to our listeners. As you know, we have an open architecture platform that does not have any bias to any type of investment or insurance product. We build a retirement plan based on your desires, not a plan that's based on any bias that may be held by the advisor. If you are stressed and feeling fear of your current financial plan, a second opinion is always a good process to have clarity on your current plan and see what alternatives may be available to you and your loved ones. Take action today and call my office at 518-580-1919. That's 518-580-1919 for your free complimentary second opinion consultation. If you have any questions, please call in now at 1-800-825-5949. That's 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-TALK-WGY. We are live in studio to answer your questions. A few days before he turned 80, he was sitting out back in a rocker. He said, what you been up to lately? Told him chasing a dollar And in between sips of coffee He poured this wisdom out Said if you want my two cents I'm making a dollar count Buy dirt Find the one you can't This is my jam This is the Retirement Planning Show J.T. Cox, Wealth Advisor with the Retirement Planning Group Here with uh, Nico Dumas, Financial Planner At the Retirement Planning Group Now, you guys, that guy who sings the song See with... uh, Jordan Davis. And he you saw him live, right? I did. I did saw he play him. This song? Yep, he was at the MVP arena. Yeah. Mr. Luke Combs. Awesome. He did a lot of covers too. He was good, Jordan Davis. Yeah. I love this song. But uh we have a caller this morning before we jump into our uh, the rest of our show here. This is the retirement planning show. We've got I believe it's Jim on the line. Jim, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. How are you this morning, Jim? I'm doing very, very well. Um I am in that red zone. Mm-hmm. Of course, my 401k is in the tank, just like everybody else's. Yeah. Uh, I have a small IRA that it's been pretty, pretty stable. Okay. And I'm really up in the air trying to make a decision, uh, pulling it and going into physical gold or silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the ups and downs? Sure. So a couple of things to talk about there, Jim. There's, there's a lot of there's many components to that. The first thing is, if, say you have money in an IRA, and I don't know how much, and you don't need to share that on the air because that's personal information. So I'm just going to make up a number, okay, Jim? And I'm just going to say $5,000 in an IRA, just to, just to make up a number. One of the issues that you're going to run into if you pull that out in order to buy physical gold is you're going to have to pay the tax on that. So that's going to be taxable income. So if you take $5,000 out of your IRA, you're not going to end up with $5,000. You're going to end up with $5,000 minus the taxes. So you're going to have $4,000. For example, I'm just, again, just using numbers here. And then you can take that $4,000 and you can buy the physical gold, but now you've already lost $1,000 to taxes. And so now that physical gold has to make up that whatever you lost in taxes. And if your tax rate is 20%, which again is a common federal tax rate, then you have that gold has to return 20% in order to make up that shortfall. So, so that's the first thing I'd think about there, Jim. Now, what? 
Go ahead. What I'm concerned about, what I'm concerned about, yeah, I understand the tax loss and all the rest of that stuff. What I'm concerned about is I've been listening to the market uh, very, very hard. And I don't care what anybody says. We, we are in a, a recession, and it looks like all the headwinds are telling me it's going to get much worse. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking at doing is I'm looking, because I can't count on 401K and Social Security is there right now, but who knows how much longer it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I want to be able to basically preserve what I have to some extent. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot, but I got more than a five. Okay, I got I got much more than that. Yeah. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to I'd like that money to still be there when I need it. And if it's in the form of physical gold minus a little bit extra for tax, I get it. I'm just trying to weigh out the pros and the cons and and get some professional people to tell me if it's not a bad idea if I want to maintain it if I want to if I want to be able to have that money minus the tax uh let's say five years from now when if things go as bad as I think they're going to go who knows uh that's why I was just talking to you yeah I know absolutely Jim and and I'm just here to educate you on it and I I think this question I'll be honest with you I've had this question with dozens of clients as far as gold and I'm a big fan of having physical gold uh, for a few different reasons, um, but w- the dollars that I would use to have the physical gold are dollars that are sitting in a bank right now. I don't know if you have money in a bank, not in an IRA, but just in a savings account or something like that. I'm a big fan of taking that, those dollars, buying that physical gold with it, because now you, you don't have to pay the tax. You can still maintain that, and, and, and then you've got the physical gold yourself. And I like the physical gold, Jim, um, because we have purchased Nico funds that track gold within an IRA. This way, you don't have to take the dollars out of the IRA. So you can buy funds that track gold, but then, Jim, you don't have the physical stuff itself. And, and one of the advantages to physical gold is it's a hedge. It's a hedge against everything going to pot, right? You have, and I just talked about this with a client this week. You got physical gold, you have, you have something on your, you know, you have something that you can use to trade. And so I'm, I'm a big fan of having physical gold. But it's just where do you get those dollars to do that? So what I would do if I were in your position, if I have money in the bank in a savings account, I would use those dollars to buy physical gold. Then what I would do is in my IRA, if I'm nervous about things, I would look for some kind of stable value fund. And even within the 401k, often they, they offer a, 40, a stable value fund. I would have dollars allocated into a stable value fund that stable value fund should maintain its value. It shouldn't drop with the stock market and the bond market. I mean, if you look, Jim. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for for preservation, um, you're in the red zone. You said. I mean, gold is also something that can be volatile. Right. It is something that could could depreciate in value. So I'm not I'm not sure if that's completely the the, the direction you want to go there. I mean, I'm looking at a gold index. It's, it's down about 25 percent this year. So maybe gold isn't the correct option for you. Maybe like JT said, maybe a stable value fund, maybe treasury bills, um, something that's more safe, guaranteed to return a certain amount back to you. So it's a it's a conversation you'd, you, we'd have to have. Um, but again, we'd want to know your situation before we make any recommendations here. And, sure. and, and it has to fit oh, oh, into luck, your plan, luckily, Jim. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, luckily, I do have cash in the bank. Yeah. The problem I have, <laughs> and it's a good problem, my wife likes to have a certain amount of liquid liquid funds available. She she likes to have that cash in her hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm just a little bit nervous. I'm just a little bit nervous. But you answered a lot of my questions, and I really appreciate your insight. 
Well, thanks, thank you. Jim. And, and thanks for the call. And, and I will tell you, I can guarantee you, Jim, that there are hundreds, if not thousands of people who are listening right now who have the exact same question. And I've been talking gold a lot. And to Nico's point, gold itself is very volatile as far as the price of gold. You said it's down 25% this year, this year and I get then absolutely 100%. Now, a lot of folks, they buy gold not just because they want it to maintain its value, but it's a hedge. It's a hedge against something really bad happening, um, whether it's the dollar losing its value or something else taking place. And, and again, like a lot of things, there's a place for hedge. There's a place for it. And, and that place is owning physical stuff, you know, keeping it in your on your person. So, But you have to make sure you feel comfortable with a, a safe, an actual safe. You put the, the gold in the safe. Uh, I had a client this week ask me, can I have gold in a... Um, what are they called? The security box at the bank. Uh, what are those called, Nico? Safety deposit safety, box. Yeah, safety deposit. Uh, and the answer is, I, I don't know the answer to that. And sometimes that might be bank specific. I know banks don't want you to have cash in a uh, in a safety deposit box. I'm not sure if you're able to have gold. Um, that would be maybe a question to ask the bank. But you know that that's become more and more popular. You know, because people are nervous. And, and to Jim's point, you know, he said he's nervous. And there's a lot of folks who are nervous out there. And in times like this, it's very easy to be nervous because it seems as though everything that we're dealing with is negative. We just had this conversation in the office yesterday. Everything that you read, everything that you see, it, it's negative. And, and it's really challenging to be optimistic at times like this. And that's part of the reason we're going to do today's show and we're going to talk about a plan is because part of the plan is when you create a plan, you have to acknowledge that there are external factors that you cannot control. And I don't care what your plan, you know, you have a goal, once you have a goal, you create a plan. I don't care what that goal is. Your goal could be to lose weight. Your goal could be to run a 5k. Your goal could be to start a business, to get a designation, to, to do some charity work. It doesn't matter what your goal is. You know, you have to create a plan to accomplish that goal. And any plan you create, there's going to be external factors that you can't control. So when we talk about a retirement plan, we talk about a financial plan. What are the external factors that we can't control? We can't control what happens to the stock market. We can't control what happens to the bond market and interest rates. We can't control what happens to Russia or to China, Washington, D.C., or, or anything else. Right? We can't control that. But we have to acknowledge that. That doesn't mean that we get off our plan completely. We have to acknowledge that, and, and we have to create a plan that's going to allow us to stick to that plan regardless of those external factors. And we can make adjustments as necessary. And right now, the issue that we're running into is we're bombarded with such negative information that it's easy to lose faith. And it's easy to say, that's it. It's never going to be good again. And it's going to be bad for the next five years, 10 years, forever. Society's going to end. It's really easy to go down that rabbit hole. And what I will tell you is, no one knows what's going to happen. We could. This could be the end. This could be it. I don't know. You don't know. No one knows. But we have to have a plan that, that assumes that it's not. Because if it does go to pot, then all this planning that we're talking about, none of it matters, right? If, if the world ends, if nukes go off tomorrow and wipe us off the face of the earth, then who cares about a 401k, right? I mean, let's acknowledge that. Yeah, I think that would uh, be extreme. Would you uh, care? Would you say, oh, okay, there, I'm in a fallout shelter. What's what's the market doing today? We wouldn't care. No. No, you care about your family. You care about your friends. You care about what you want to, you know, who, who you want to protect. So is that a possibility? It's always a possibility. 
and, and maybe you have some hedge there just in case. But then we have to have a plan that if the world doesn't end tomorrow, okay, the market comes back because it has always come back. It's been really negative before. Things have been really bad. You know, Dave asked me, was this as bad as March of 2020? This has been longer. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Then, then COVID. So it's been worse because it's, take, it's going on for a longer period of time. But the worst parts of COVID were worse than this. Yeah, you know, a lot of people out there are scared um, of the, the dollar. I mean, I've had this conversation with mm-hmm. a lot of clients um, saying, what's happening to the value of the dollar? We're still strong if you look relative to foreign currencies. Absolutely. The, the value of the dollar looks well against the euro. Um, I had this conversation with a strategic partner that came in uh, yeah. last week, and he as well, he was saying, uh, well, he actually just got back from a, a trip out mm-hmm. there too. Yeah. Uh, but no, he was saying that the, the value of the dollar is strong. Yep. Um, if you look at it compared to other foreign currencies, we're, we're fine. I think if we go through extended periods of inflation, that's when we need to start worrying, which we're probably going to, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be as high as it is today. Right. Like it's going to settle down, hopefully, between the four and five mm-hmm. inflation range for maybe four or five years. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be up near this nine, ten percent inflation for 10 years. Right. And that's when we need, we'd really have to go climb under our rocks and bury down on gold. And even that, again, we only have 30 seconds here. So we got to, we have to break for the news, but you know, we went through periods like this in the 1980s and it was really bad with inflation being as high as it was, but what happened after we got through it Yeah. and we had periods of economic prosperity and, and that is possible. And, and it's hard to see, it's hard to be optimistic at times like this. It's hard to see what's possible, but you have to understand it can happen. We have to take a break for the news, but if you have questions, give us a call. 1-800-TALK-WGY. Take a break. We'll be back in a moment. I ain't rich, but I damn sure want to be. Working like a dog all day ain't working for me. I wish I had a rich uncle that had kicked the bucket And I was sitting on a pile like Warren Buffett I know everybody says Money can't buy happiness It can buy you a boat But it can buy me a boat Buy a truck to pull it, it can buy me Good morning And we are back It's your retirement planning show My name is Nicholas Stumas Financial planner with the retirement planning group If you want to call into the show today Number is 1-800-TALK-WGY. We'd love to answer your questions. This is a live show, so feel free to call in. I'm sure a dozen other people have the same question. If you want to call our office and sit down and have a chat about your own personal situation, uh, what you're going through, uh, what you should expect in retirement, uh, some factors that we might bring up, some variables that might affect you during those retirement years, we'd be happy to look at those with you and and have those discussions. The office number is 518-580-580. One nine one nine. I'll let you get a pen. It's five one eight five eight zero one nine one nine. You can also check us out on our website, rpgretire.com. Again, that's rpgretire.com. You've listened to our voices. You can see our ugly mugs up there too. And we also have articles and a video, a calculator up. So all that information is free to you. We're here to educate folks. That is the the goal here. That is what we are trying to accomplish. We're also here to uh, bring events. 
uh, current events to your forefront. We're here to, to show you what's going on in the market. We're here to edumacate you, as Dave likes to say. Um, this week, I did want to just point this out uh, before we keep moving on with the accumulation phase, the uh, conservation phase, and the spending phase. I did want to say there was an important number that came out um, on Wednesday. Uh, the CPI came out, so that's the Consumer Price Index, and it measures uh, inflation. And it's going to affect a lot of folks out there. Um, if you're one of those folks that are collecting Social Security, uh, you got to raise. There's 65 million Americans out there that are collecting a monthly benefit right now from Social Security, and they're looking at an 8.7% cost of living adjustment. So what does that mean? That means their Social Security is going to increase by that number to account for the inflation that is uh, is going on in the marketplace. So just wanted to, to point that out. Um, if you have any questions there, feel free to call into the show. We'd, we'd love to go over that with you. So before the break, um, we had a nice phone call, but we were also starting to discuss the, the different phases of uh, life income management. So what does that mean? That means income off your portfolio in retirement. The number one and most important stage is accumulation. Now, you might be one of those younger folks who have been putting off getting into a, a 401k, 403b, deferred comp plan, um, but it's, it's time to start contributing. As a younger individual myself, I see this as a, a very, um, it's, it's a good opportunity for those younger folks. The market is at a, a tough spot right now. Um, it's down quite a bit this year, depending on the index that you look at whether it's tech being down 30, 35%, or uh, the Dow or S&P being down around 20 to 25, depending on the, the fund that you're in. Uh, fixed income is also down. You look at the ag, it's down 14, 15% this year. So for a lot of younger folks in the accumulation phase, they might think, why am I contributing? Why am I still contributing? I'm just seeing my account go down. I'm putting these dollars in month by month and my account's still going down. You're buying more shares right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, long term, those shares are going to compound on themselves. Uh, if you're in a fund that reinvests the dividends and interest, they're going to keep building on themselves and you're going to buy more shares. I think long term, you're in a, a good position if you're a younger investor. So for the accumulation phase, yes, it's difficult, but you just got to keep your head down and keep moving forward. That's exactly right. I met with a gentleman this week. Uh, he's a younger gentleman. And uh, he's in a position to, to retire at a younger age, but uh, he, he he hit the nail on the head. He said, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my statements. I hate the fact that it's down. He said, and I talk to people at work and they say, what am I doing? Why am I putting money into it? And he said, you you have the exact wrong uh, mentality. Your mentality should be great. I want it to go down because I, that means I can buy more. It's just like, you know, if you go to the grocery store and you're buying a, a can of beans, Beans are on sale. You can buy more beans, right, with with the same dollar amount. It's the same thing with stocks because the stocks are going to grow in value over time. That's what's happened historically. And so if you're a young person, and, and when we say young, it's relative. You know, I'm not just talking people in their 20s. I mean people in their 40s, people in their 50s because they're young because they're still contributing. Yeah. And this is a buying opportunity for you. This is an opportunity for you to buy these shares so that when the Dow hits, you know, 40,000, 50,000 in – 10 years, five years, whenever it does in the future, you're going to look back and say, oh, I'm glad I bought it when it was 29. Just like those folks who bought in 2008, 2009, 2010, they say, oh, I'm glad I bought when it was, you know, the Dow was only 10,000 or 11,000 or 8,000 or whatever the whatever number it was. Yep. So 
this is a buying opportunity. So if you're a young investor, your plan should really be, you know, your goal should be to try and accumulate assets so that you can eventually retire. Well, that's a goal. I shouldn't tell you what your goal should be, but that, that can be a goal. And how do we accomplish that goal? Well, you save. So what can you control? You can control how much you put in. So you focus on, okay, I'm going to put in as much as I can, as much as my cash flow allows. And you can control where you save those dollars. I can save on a pre-tax basis or I can save on a Roth basis, right? And what are the advantages, Nico, if you're doing a Roth? Yeah, I think uh, a Roth account is something you should look at, especially if you are a younger investor. Um, it's an after-tax bucket of money. So it's, mm -hmm. it's dollars that you would count as income in the, in the year you receive it. But then if you put it into a Roth um, bucket or Roth account, then it's going to grow um, tax-free. So the government's not going to tax you on the growth, and you're also not going to get taxed on the distributions eventually in retirement. Right. Another thing is uh, there's no RMD. There's no required minimum distribution with Roth accounts. So they don't make you start pulling the money at 72. You can utilize it when you want, and you can use those dollars for uh, whatever you feel comfortable using those dollars for. And I think it's a great bucket of money for people to have. It's a great option. Uh, if someone calls in and they need five, ten thousand dollars $10,000, we have that Roth option to where we can we can send it to them in retirement and they're not going to pay tax. They're not going to get taxed on those dollars. So I think it's a, a really nice bucket of money to have uh, for a lot of folks out there. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're a young person, what you, you shouldn't be focused on what is the stock market doing and then let that drive what you do. Instead, you should have your actions you should take your actions. And then the stock market, you just have to acknowledge. It's something I don't control. I don't control whether it goes up today, down today, up tomorrow, down tomorrow. I don't control that. But I'm just I'm gonna I'm just gonna stick through it. I mean we were talking about it before the show. I mean if you're a football player and uh, all you can do is train, get ready for the game. If it storms, yeah, that's out of your control. I mean right. uh, if it rains outside, it doesn't mean oh that's it, I don't play football. No, you you, you play yeah. and you just have to adjust to the weather. I mean, you can start to build a dome or something and account for that. And we can kind of get into the financial aspects of building a dome. To, that would be hedge, right? Right, hedge, <laughs> yeah. Some. You could have hedge. But. And, and that's, you know, but but again, I, I think that's exactly right, Nico. So I used an example earlier. People who, you know, they have goals and, and we're notorious as humans for being terrible at accomplishing our goals because we have a plan. And our plan is as long as everything goes perfectly, I'm going to stick to my plan. So let's say... You know, you want to run a 5K because I'm a runner, so I could use that as an example. And there, and you say, okay, I'm going to run. I'm not in shape right now, but I'm going to run a 5K, and there's a turkey trot in Troy that I'm going to run five 5K, so 3.2 miles. So my plan is I'm going to run three days a week, and then I'm going to do a long run on the weekend, and I'm going to start small, but I'm going to build my way up so then in five weeks I'll be able to run 3.2 miles. And But if you say, but I'm only going to be able to run when the weather's between 50 and 58 degrees and sunny and no wind, and yep. that's your plan. You're not going to hit that goal. You're not going to accomplish it, yep. right? And so when you wake up and you say, oh, no, it's only 45 degrees, I'm not going to run, or oh, no, it's windy, I'm not going to run, who are you cheating? Yourself. You're only cheating yourself, yep. right? You're not cheating the turkey trot. The turkey trot doesn't care. <laughs> you're not cheating the weather. You're not like, oh, I'm going to prove this to the weather. I'm not going to run today. Take that, weather. Yeah. So if you don't invest in the stock market, you're not making a point to the stock market. Like, see, take that stock market. I didn't give you my $100 this week. That's not how it works. You're only cheating yourself if you don't stick to the plan. So when you're a young person, what should you be focused on? You should be focused on accumulation. You should be focused on trying to increase your earning potential. You know, there's different ways to do that. 
whether it's, you know, trying to get different designations. I know, Nico, you're going through that. I went through that. You know, that's one way to earn, uh, increase your earning potential. Um, you know, different designations, different fields, you know, find opportunities to earn money outside of just your own job. You know, whatever it is, right? I've, I met with somebody, they have a full-time job. And what do they do? They started doing rental units. And, yeah. they, and that's like you, right? You have rental units. You know, and that person, similar to you, Nico, they have an ability where they can fix stuff, they can build things, they can they can kind of control a lot of that stuff, they, they can manage that, and God bless them. And because he's created those different streams of income now, he's in a position where he can retire at a young age and probably going to be very successful. You know, I, I can't actually fix things. I have this thing called a cell phone, <laughs> and it's got my father's phone number on it. <laughs> so if something happens, I just... Oh, is that the I, key? Hey, hey Dad, th- this is going on. <laughs> Dad, I, I, did, do you have to tell him that you tried to do something, or do you just ask him right off the, the bat? The light bulb went out. <laughs> the light bulb went out. What do I do? No. Do I twist left, or do I twist right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But but no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, it's the individual's mindset that they have, mm-hmm. um, whether they're a hard worker, uh, what they're trying to accomplish, their personal goals. Yep. Um, and they're going to do what it takes to accomplish that. Some of our our, our uh, most well-off clients or most successful clients, um, they were hard workers and they were disciplined. So they disciplined. They, they knew what they had to do and they contributed to their future self yes. while they were doing that. Discipline. Love that because not only, yeah, I mentioned earlier, if you're a young person, what should be po- focused on increasing your earning potential saving, but also what else can you control? You can control how much you spend. And if you're disciplined, if you're disciplined and you stick to what you want to do, then you're going to have the ability potentially to put yourself in really good shape. Okay. Now, being disciplined, is it easy? No, it's not. It's easy to get sidetracked. It's easy for bright and shiny things to distract you and say, oh, I want the, oh, somebody just bought this really fancy thing. I want that really fancy thing. Yeah. No, don't get sidetracked. Stay disciplined. And, and that's for young people. When, when we look at which clients of ours are the most successful, you know, we don't look at who has the most money or who died with the biggest bank account or something like that. We look at who is living their best, the version of their best life that they're enjoying. It's those folks who have recognized what's important to them. They spend those dollars in line with that. They don't they don't go cheap on that. You know, if, if family's important, you know, I've got some clients that I'm thinking of that live in Stillwater. You know, what they care about more than anything else is their family, their kids and their grandkids. And so they've got nice property. The kids live right on the property. The mother lives on the property. Great family. You know, what they care about more than anything else is, is that family. Now, they took that family to Disney. That wasn't cheap. Kids, grandkids, you know, buying the park passes and things like that. So they're not cheap, but, but that's where they're spending their money. But then when they come home, they say, well, we don't really go out to dinner because that doesn't do it for us. Yeah. You know, I, I like our cooking. We don't belong to a country club because that's not what I'm interested in. I don't have, you know, this toy or this thing. And again, I'm not against having those things, but you have to figure out what are your values, what do you, what's important to you, and then line up your spending with those values. So that's if you're a young person, you know, I, I think more than anything else, start to figure out what are your personal values? What are the things that move the needle? Because when you're young, it's easy to say, oh, my friend just got you know, this, uh, this country club membership. My other friend just got this really fancy car. My other friend just got this really big house. My other friend got a lake house and I want all those things. Well, no, you're getting sidetracked. Focus on you yourself internally. What do you care about? What drives, what moves the needle for you? And then, and then focus on those things for me. And it takes time for me. It probably took me 15 years. 
And for me, it's family, it's adventure, it's travel. Those are the things that move the needle for me. So that's what I focus my time, my effort, my energy, and my dollars on. It's spending time with the kids. It's going hiking with the kids. It's taking trips with the family. That's what that's what I enjoy. But that's just me. Someone else can be different, and that's okay. It all depends on what you want to do, what your goals are, what yeah. you want to accomplish, and then we can figure out a plan to to help you meet those goals. Yep. So if, if you want to call our office, number is 518-580-1919. We've got an office location right in Malta. We'd be more than happy to sit down and have a chat with you. Uh, but again, that number is 518-580-1919. We're going to take a break here, and then we'll be back right after this. David Kopech here, president of the Retirement Planning Group. What are the three most important things to do before retirement? Number one, get your money out of your 401k plan three to five years before you retire and start building your buckets of money. Number two, make sure you have all your legal documents updated for this next stage of your life especially if you do not have long-term care insurance. Number three, baseline income is critical for retirees that have no pension benefits. What's guaranteed to come in in monthly income during good and bad markets? Call today, 518-580-1919. That's 518-580-1919 for your free complimentary retirement planning consultation. Again, that's 518-580-1919 or RPG Retire on the web. If you have any questions, please call in now at 1-800-825-5949. That's 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-TALK-WGY. We are live in studio to answer your questions. And we're back. This is the retirement planning show. I think this is fell in love in the back of a cop car. Is that right, Nico? It's um, the Australian guy who's married to Nicole Kidman. Oh, it's uh, not Toby Keith. It's uh, Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Yeah, the Australian guy. It's Keith. Keith. I love Keith. <laughs> I met Keith in Saratoga. Remember that story? Yeah, what was it? I, I show you that picture all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> the guy it, who looks like Keith Urban. It was right? his doppelganger. His got doppelganger. That's what they call it. But did his wife look like Nicole Kidman? Because he'd be doing pretty well. If she... <laughs> he didn't. He didn't have a wife. Oh, <laughs> he's younger. younger okay. Folk. This is the retirement planning show. My name's JT Cox, wealth advisor with the Retirement Planning Group. Here with Nico Dumas, financial planner with the Retirement Planning Group. If you don't know, Nico makes the meanest cup of Joe, this side of Starbucks, right, Nico? The meanest cup you'll ever have. And I'll give you a cup if you come let into me, our office me, and meet with us. Check. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Dave Dave makes a terrible cup of coffee. His you have to chew. Well, these are easy here at the studio. They have little packs. Oh, okay. You just dump the pack and you don't have to scoop it out with a spoon. Oh, You just yeah. dump the pack. I in. never know how much to scoop and not scoop. I'm not good at that. But this is the Retirement Planning Show. JT Cox here with Nico Dumas. We are here live this morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. If you have any questions, you can give us a call at uh, 1-800-TALK-WGY. Again, that's 1-800-TALK-WGY. If you want to sit down and have a chat with us, we meet with hardworking savers, individuals in our Malta office. Give us a call at 518-580-1919. Uh, we have this show 
um, every Saturday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. In addition to that, we, we try to provide as much education as possible. We also have a show that airs on Sunday evenings from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Often Nico and I will record that during the week. Uh, this week we recorded that and we were talking about uh, planning. It, it's kind of similar. It's in line with uh, what we're discussing today as far as the, the importance of building a fi- of building a plan, but then also acknowledging there's factors that you can control and there's factors that you cannot control and trying to utilize those different factors. We go in a little bit more into depth on that. Uh, but for today's show, Nico brought in a, a nice article that, that I think is very relevant, especially right now. You know, it's easy... It's easy to have a plan and it's easy to stick with the plan when everything's going well. You know, last year there was no one calling me up saying, oh, I don't want to save anymore or oh, I want to buy gold or oh, this or that, right? We weren't getting those questions last year because why? Because the market was up. The market was up. The market had been on a great run from basically May of 2020 till November of 2021 and everyone was up 20% and the world was great and everything was always going to be good. And then it turned. Right. And now everything is bad. And now the questions we're getting are everything is always going to be bad. And what we recognize is, you know, things swing, things go in cycles. And when we're in that cycle, it's human nature. We think that this is what it's going to be forever. When times were good last year, clients were calling saying we need to have more money in the stock market because it's just going to keep going up because it's been so good. And we know that's not the case. Right. As advisors. And so that's our job to manage those emotions and manage those expectations and keep people in line. Well, I mean, you, so you have your behavioral financial advisor certification. I do, yes. So you know this better than me, but last year was a lot of greed. Mm-hmm. You see greed, yeah. uh, market's up, I need to be in, so mm-hmm. people are throwing money in. And when you see fear, market's down, everyone runs. Yeah. And that's typically the opposite of the, the mentality that you should have as an investor. Yeah. Because then you're going to buy high, sell low. That's exactly um, right. Was it right? Yeah, you might as well have your designation. I'll grant you the designation. I'll knight you right here on the radio. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. But, but no, I think a, a lot of it, it's just conversations with folks. It's a lot of the phone calls that we've had this year. We've had a lot of clients call in. Um, they're worried. Where's the market going? It's kind of just taking a step back, looking at their plan. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not here to say this is the fund you need to buy. This is the fund you need to buy. We're looking at portfolio diversification. And then we're looking at the income you need off that portfolio and we're solving for that income need in the distribution phase. I, I think a lot of folks that retired this year are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, they retired. They, they thought they had X amount of dollars and that, that was going to stay around the same for the rest of their lives. They started taking distributions off of it that weren't too hefty, maybe four or five percent. So they said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to take off the portfolio. It's not going to move. I'm just going to live on the interest and dividends. That hasn't been the case this year for a lot of folks. And it's scary. It's scary seeing your statements down mm-hmm. and, and, and logging into your website every day and checking what the balance is. And you shouldn't have to do that in retirement. Right. The number one thing in retirement is that you should be living stress-free. Yeah. For the most part. Or trying to. I mean, there's always going to be stress, but yeah. uh, from a financial aspect, that's where we try to take that weight and put it on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. That's our burden to carry now. Mm. Um, the accumulation phase, that's on you. Yeah, I mean, we can help you as far as choosing an allocation for your 401k, for your deferred comp, yep. and try to get you to that point where you're going to start taking income in retirement. But once you reach that point, that's where we're going to develop a plan to make sure that that money's there for the rest of your lifetime. That's exactly right. And that lines up with your article where you know the first stage we talked about was the accumulation stage. The next stage that we're going to talk about, and, and we don't have too much time, but uh, so maybe a little bit now and then in the next hour, we're going to talk about is the, what do they call it, the conservation phase? 
the conservation, uh, they call it the planning, preparation, and preservation phase. The PPP? The PPP. Phase. The PPP. I, I have my uh, PPC. You do. Professional plan consultant. You do. So we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about that phase because that's the phase where we meet with a lot of folks. You know, but, but to get back to it, you know, human nature dictates that we always, you know, the swings are always wider and, and larger than they really should be. You know, so if we think about things, the market was up too high last year. We all knew that inherently. We knew that it shouldn't be up, you know, but, but we all heard the stories of someone, not just the market being up 20%, but what did you start to hear stories of? You start to hear stories of somebody who bought an NFT, like a, a digital fake thing, and they made a million dollars in two days. And so you start to hear those types of stories or somebody bought crypto at the right time and then sold it or didn't sell it or whatever. And, and when you start to hear those stories, that was mania. Right, that was a mania, and that's what drove that greed portion, which is exactly what you said, and that's what drove a lot of the conversations we had last year. Clients calling us up saying, "How come we're only up 15%? Shouldn't I?" I read this article about somebody who doubled their money in two days. I, I want to do what they did, and that's when we told those clients, "Well, client, no. I mean, client, if you want to, that's fine, but that's not our plan. Our plan is to have a diversified portfolio where we can capture some of the upside. So if the market's up 20%, we're up 15%. We're pretty happy about that because we've got bonds and cash in there, but also to avoid some of the downside. And those same clients who were calling us last year saying, hey, I want to be greedy. I want to make more are now calling us up saying, why are we in the stock market at all? You're, you're an idiot for being in the stock market, yep. right? And it's saying, and now it's the conversations are client, you know, we're down. I'm not happy that we're down. But we do have buckets of money. That's why we created this cash bucket that's always going to be there for your distributions. And that's held it's held its value. Remember last year, you didn't want any money in cash because the stock market was going up and you weren't making money in cash. This year, you want everything in cash. That's human nature. I'm not saying it's wrong. That's just inherently how we are wired as humans. And we also, but it's important to understand that because then we can take a step back from ourselves and say, hey, I'm probably getting crazy right now. If I'm talking about the world ending and I'm talking about, you know, I'm going to get in my bunker and, and that's it and I'm locking the keys and, and no one else can get in, you know, maybe I'm right. Maybe. <laughs> There's a possibility. But, you know, what are the odds of that being right? You know, it's it's human psychology Yeah. at the end of the day. I mean, people feel a loss uh, twice as hard as they feel a win. Yep. So if uh, if your portfolio's up, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. But when you feel a loss, you're... You get uh, aggressive. You're angry. This money you've you've saved your whole life, so you have more of an emotional connection to it. Um, so it's just it, it, it's human psychology. It's how our brain is wired. Yep. And there's times where you just need to speak to a financial advisor or financial professional to to help you get through these difficult times. And, and you make, say, "Am I on track? Is this part of my plan?" Yeah. And so you know, we talked about high inflation. Right. And if we get through a period, Nico, you mentioned we might be in a period of high inflation for an extended period of time. And again, we're not here to predict the future. Who knows? But we went through it before and it was the 1980s. It was early in the 1980s, late 70s and 80s. Uh, inflation was running rampant. So interest rates were like going through the roof, like 10 percent. And it was a very difficult time. And, and I was thinking about this earlier. If we think about what life was like in the early 1980s, you, you weren't alive then. I was. <laughs> but, um, you know, not only was it difficult time financially speaking, but it was difficult time because what were we what were we in? We were in a cold war. Yeah. With who? With Russia. Guess what we were afraid of? Nuclear weapons. <laughs> Guess what they used to have us do? 
get under desk because the desk would protect us from nuclear fallout. That's that's what that don't worry, this desk that's wooden and, and above you is just get underneath the desk and that will protect you. So, you know, to think that this is the worst it's ever been or we've never been through anything like this, uh, we kinda did. Yeah. You know, we, we kind of did. And we were also coming off a period of time in the 1980s, especially early in the 80s, where the country was very divided. You know, you had, you know, we had just gone through Vietnam and it was, you know, not too far in the past. And the country was extremely divided over Vietnam. And you had family members who did not agree on things. And, and so we had very difficult times in the 1980s. And so if 1982, you said, that's it, uh, I'm done. I'm going to take all my money out of the stock market. I've got a lot of money. And in 1982, let's say at $100,000, because that was a lot of money in 1982. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to get out of the stock market. I'm going to put it in cash. I'm going to put it in my mattress. And that's it, right? I can't take this anymore. Well, what's happened since 1982? Well, in the 40 years since, the Dow in 1982, Dave talks about this, it, it crossed 1,000. Right? Yeah. Now it's at 30,000. So think about what you missed over that period of time. Yeah. You know, that's huge growth. That's enormous growth. And if you just had 100,000 and you were taking money out every month, that 100,000, which was a lot of money in 1982, is not a lot of money anymore because of inflation. Yeah. It might be a year's worth of expenses. Whereas then you thought, oh, I can just live on $100,000 for the rest of my life. Now that might be one year's expenses. I mean, if you think about it, if you had 100,000, the Dow's up to 30,000 now, mm -hmm. it's 30 times. Yeah. It'd be about $3 million worth if you just had in a Dow index. That's a big that's time. a big difference. Yeah. So that's why I caution against folks to say, you know, hey, I'm going to take everything out and I'm going to go to cash because things are bad right now. Things have been bad before. Things were bad in the 1980s. Now, I think one of the things that uh, we're coming up on a break, um, but we're going to break for the news here, folks. Welcome to the Retirement Planning Show with host Dave Kopak in the financial services business for over 35 years. The Retirement Planning Group LLC is a registered investment advisor. David M. Kopeck is also a registered representative of Persh Kaplan Sterling Investments Incorporated, PKS. In their separate capacities, a registered representative of PKS, David M. Kopeck may recommend the implementation of securities through PKS instead of Retirement Planning Group LLC. Purse Kaplan Sterling Investments and Retirement Planning Group LLC are not affiliated companies. Now it's time for the Retirement Planning Show on WGY. Good morning. Welcome to the second hour of the Retirement Planning Show. My name is JT Cox, Wealth Advisor with the Retirement Planning Group. I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, Nico Dumas, the financial planner of the Retirement Planning Group, the man who keeps the engine running between you and Lisa. I don't think we'd be around. I don't think we'd have a retirement Stop. planning group without the two of you. Definitely not Lisa. We might be able to get by without you. I don't know. <laughs> okay. No, we've got a we got a great team over at a retirement planning group. We do. Got we a have, good good bunch. We have so. a strong team, and uh, the retirement planning group. If you're a new listener, we are an independent financial services firm. That means we do not have a predetermined destination for you. We we are independent. So when we give advice in a fiduciary capacity, it's in your best interest, not because we already have a predetermined destination for your dollars. So what we do is we meet with folks and we sit down and we help them create a plan and we help them with investment management, retirement income distribution, asset protection, legacy that you wish to leave your loved ones. Um, our goal is to design your, the plan that's suitable for you. If you want to sit down and have a chat with us, you can give us a call at 518-580-1919. Again, that's 518-580-1919. Now, before the break, I was got lost in my rant there, um, talking about you know how difficult the world is right now. 
and and we acknowledge that we're not here to to tell you it's all it's it's not that it's good it's not all good it's we understand it's difficult right now we also understand in times like this it's really easy to be pessimistic it's really easy to be negative but if we look at history as a guide history tells us that we go through these periods of time and they don't last forever they in the moment when we're going through it they feel like it's going to last forever we feel like this is the end clients i talk to feel like this is the end, that this is, it's never going to come back. But history tells us that it does. And the example I used earlier is the 1980s, early in the 1980s, you know, between 79 and 82. That was a very difficult time. You know, we went, we, inflation was running rampant. You know, in the 1970s, you had what? You had an energy crisis. So you had gas lines where you could only get gasoline on certain days of the week. Does that ring a bell? Energy crisis, people arguing about energy? No. Does that sound familiar? Sounds like today. You had high inflation. I mean, crazy high inflation, over 10%. Does that sound somewhat familiar? Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. You had a Fed that was raising interest rates dramatically because they were trying to fight inflation. Does that ring a bell? It's exactly happening right now. Did we, we had a period of time where the stock market was going crazy because it didn't know how to keep pace with this inflation. Yep. You had a period of time where mortgage rates were, through the, were jumping through the roof. People could borrow at 10, 12, 15% for a mortgage, right? We're not that bad yet, but does that sound bad? Mortgage rates jumping up? Are we sound going, familiar? Are we going through the 80s again? I, I'm going to get my stonewashed jeans to, and my mullet yeah, because to... <laughs> we're going through the 80s. My point being, that was a very difficult time. And then the other thing I brought up, Politically, what was happening in the 1980s, we had a major enemy. That major enemy was Russia. There was major concern with Russia because they had what? They had nuclear weapons. So there was concerns about nuclear war. And so that's where we did what when I was in grade school? Not only did we do fire drills, but we did drills where we got underneath our desk so that way when the nuclear weapon hit the school, the desk would protect us, yeah. right? That's yeah. what it was going to do. The desk was going to protect us. So this is what was happening. And not only that, if you were lived in Florida at the time, Cuba was affiliated with Russia, so they were 90 miles away. Yep. So they were within range. And so I'm not bringing the, uh, the reason I bring this up is things have been bad before. You know, it's very similar to what, what it was like in the early 1980s. Now it's different now, and I think one of the differences of now is is the media is so all-consuming. Right Back in the 1980s, you didn't have Twitter. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have news channels going 24-7 telling you how bad it was. Yeah. You would read the newspaper in the morning and say, oh, things are really bad. Then you'd go about your day. right? You'd live. Then you get home at night. You watch the 6 o'clock news. And the 6 o'clock news would tell you, oh, things are really bad. So you'd be reminded twice a day, but you weren't constantly inundated with the negativity. And that's what we're dealing with right now. Um, now, we do have a, a caller. We've got a, a woman, I believe this is Beth, in uh, my neck of the woods, Wilton. Are you there, Beth? Hi, yes, I am. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm, I'm happy to speak with you. Um, I had a situation that just came up recently. My husband passed away last year. I'm sorry, Beth. And um, unknown to me, he had um, an IRA okay. for a little over 100000 but he did not put a beneficiary on it. Okay. Um, it information kept coming in his name, and I, I didn't pay attention to it just recently. And now I'm told by the institution that only 
not only do I need a death certificate to change things into my name, but I need something from the county, and there's a deadline of uh, the end of the month for this renewal. Okay. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do, Beth. And I don't know what I need from the county or why I would need it, why I just couldn't do what I did with other things, present the death certificate and change it over into my name. So, so Beth, you live in Wilton, is that correct, up in Saratoga? Yes. So we, yes. Have, we have an office in Malta, and what I'm going to ask you to do is, is come in and bring in that information because we can call the financial institution together because um, uh-huh. we deal with this a lot in our office. And Lisa, our operations specialist, um, she's not in the office this week, but she'll be in the office next week. So we'll try and have you come in. Um, it, um, please give us a call and, and bring and let's get an appointment on the books for you to come in, bring in this information, and we'll call the financial institution together, Beth. Because sometimes when you speak to these institutions, and, and again, I'm not, uh, I don't know where, where it is, and, and I don't need you to share personal information on the air. Right. But but sometimes if it's a bank, you can speak to a bank person. Sometimes you're talking to an 800 number, and, and that's a little bit more difficult. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yep. So It was an 800 number. Yeah, and we know how challenging it can be because sometimes you talk to one person, they tell you one thing, then you call back, and the next person tells yeah, you something exactly. else. Exactly. Oh, we, we know this exactly. all the time. Exactly. That's why I'm calling you. Yep. So here's, do you <laughs> okay, have a pen and paper? Well, let me do that. I have your office number. In fact, I just dialed it. Okay. Um, <laughs> thinking I was calling WGY. But anyway, uh, I thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate that information, and we'll take care to do that. Please do, Beth. And, and even if you call this weekend, you're going to get a voicemail. Um, but leave a voicemail yes, yes. With, with your phone number on Jim Corcoran's extension, and then Jim will call you Jim on... Jim Corcoran? Yep. Jim will call you on Monday. And in the voicemail, just explain that I, I spoke with JT and Nico on the radio they said they wanted me to set up an appointment for not this coming week because Lisa's out, but the following week, and that JT and Lisa okay. will be in the appointment with me because we're going to call this institution together. Okay. Okay. Thank you so very much. Oh, you're welcome, Beth. And I'm sorry about your loss, and I know how challenging this can be, so we want to help as much as we can, okay? Thank you so very much. I appreciate okay. that. All right. God bless, Bye. Beth. Thanks. Um and, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times um, we've, we've had phone calls or meetings like that. And, and it is so challenging. And, and your heart goes out to these folks because not only are you dealing with something that's so emotional already, you know, the, the death of a loved one, a husband, a spouse, a wife, a, a parent, an aunt, an uncle, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but, but these institutions can make it so challenging. And... And it's and it's a sin because especially, you know, as we got into this digital global world that we live in where you're calling an 800 number, you're talking to one person, they say it, you need ABC. And then you call again a week later and say, okay, I got ABC. And they say, oh, no, no, you need XYZ. And so then you go, get okay, I've got XYZ. And you call again and you get another person and they say you need LMNLP. You know, it's crazy. And so we know how challenging this is, but working in this space, sometimes we can talk the language and, and Lisa's really good at this. I know you've been in these appointments too, Nico, um, where we've been on the phone with Lisa and we've called those financial institutions. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's a, it's a tough time. And I mean, we've, we had a client pass away a, a few weeks ago and, um, and, and that the spouse was always the, the, uh, they took care of the finances. Mm-hmm. So typically one spouse, um, deals with the, the finances 
And in a lot of circumstances, the the other spouse doesn't really know what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important to develop a relationship with an advisor or a financial professional in case something does happen. Um, think about your spouse. What, what are they going to do? Um, in this situation, the, the spouse called us. Yeah. And um, the gentleman said to always give us a call if anything ever happened to him. And now we're going to we're going to go through that and make sure everything gets uh, taken care of for. Yeah, that was just Thursday, right? Yeah, it was just this week. No, that just happened Thursday. And and it's so challenging. And 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 one lesson for folks who are listening uh, to take to take away, you know, Beth mentioned something and, and we're going to we're going to work with her and, and try and get this straightened out with her. And we're going to do the best that we can. But but Beth said something, and that is there was an IRA, and there was no beneficiary listed, and and unfortunately that we've seen that a lot, and and as Beth mentioned, that that makes things so much more challenging. So if you're listening out there and you heard this, you know, there's lessons we can learn, and, and the lesson is, get a beneficiary on there, not just a primary beneficiary, but a contingent beneficiary. And a beneficiary says that again, people know what they are, but just in case, beneficiary says if something happens to me, this is where the dollars are going to go. And, and, and you might not think it's much. You know, you might open a $1,000 IRA CD at the bank and you might think, oh, it's only a one-year CD. It's only $1,000. What's the big deal? Well, that phone call we just got, that's the big deal. Because if something happens to you and you don't have that beneficiary and now it has to potentially go through probate or you have to deal with, you know, uh, jump through a million different hoops at the financial institution to try and get these dollars, it's a nightmare. So if you are listening today, If you're listening today, what I'm going to ask everyone to do is this week, right in big, bold letters, say, I am going to check my beneficiaries this week and do it. Go online. If you can access your accounts online, go online and see your beneficiaries. If you have a bank, go to the bank, talk to the branch manager, talk to the banker, talk to the teller. Say, if I died tomorrow, if I got hit by a bus, what would happen to my money? What would my spouse need to do? What would my husband need to do? What would my wife need to do? What would my children need to do in order to get these dollars? What would happen? If you're younger, check your 401k. Check your oh, deferred comp. Oh, my gosh, yes. We've seen a, a lot of situations. Folks come in, they have their ex-spouse on there as a beneficiary. Yes. You need to update these beneficiaries on a continual basis. So you yep. need to check. Uh, life develops. Things happen. Yep. Um, when we're meeting with folks, I mean, we're continuously looking at the beneficiaries on their account each year. Um, kind of seeing what makes sense. Uh, I just met with a, a gentleman this week, client of ours, and he still had his uh, mother on the account. I said, do you think this makes sense still? Yeah. Um, and he said no, and he said he wanted to change it right. uh, to some new beneficiaries, so we did that for him. It's very quick to do. Yep. It's not a You don't need a bunch of information on the new beneficiaries. You just need their names and date of births, mm-hmm. and we can update it for you. It's, it's very quick. It's easy. You need to update these. Yeah. Because if that beneficiary is labeled as your ex-spouse, the money's going to go to your ex-spouse. That's right. So We see it all the time. So again, this is the Retirement Planning Show. If you have a question, give us a call, 1-800-TALK-WGY. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. David Kopech here, your host of the Retirement Planning Show. During this difficult time in the financial markets, I'm pleased to offer a complimentary second opinion service to our listeners. As you know, we have an open architecture platform that does not have any bias to any type of investment or insurance product. We build a retirement plan based on your desires, not a plan that's based on any bias that may be held by the advisor. If you are stressed and feeling fear of your current financial plan, a second opinion is always a good process 
to have clarity on your current plan and see what alternatives may be available to you and your loved ones. Take action today and call my office at 518-580-1919. That's 518-580-1919 for your free complimentary second opinion consultation. If you have any questions, please call in now at 1-800-825-5949. That's 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-TALK-WGY. We are live in studio to answer your questions. And we're back. This is the Retirement Planning Show. I'm JT Cox, Wealth Advisor with the Retirement Planning Group here with Nico Dumas. Nico Dumas. Remember we used to have the, uh, like the air horn? <laughs> so yeah, that was way back. Yeah, I remember that. Nico the- Dumas. Financial Planner with the Retirement Planning Group. I feel like I'm walking into a tunnel right now, coming out for a for a game. Like you know who the first team that I recall doing that in NBA was the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, the they did their they did that. They were the first team I think to really do the intro. Zach's shaking his head, so I think I think I might be onto something with the Michael Michael Jordan. The whole stadium would go dark, and then they start doing the lights because the Knicks they would just be like, oh yeah, Patrick Ewing, oh there's John Starks, there's Charles Oakley, Xavier Howard just or Xavier uh, Xavier McDaniel just punched somebody. <laughs> but uh, this is the Retirement Planning Show. J.T. Cox here with Nico Dumas. We are here every week to discuss retirement planning strategies, helping folks make that transition from the working years into the retirement years and what that looks like. And we spend a lot of time talking about planning. And on today's show, we've spent a lot of time talking about planning. You know, we, I've kind of gone off on a tangent. I've, I've stolen the show from Nico a little bit. Nico, I apologize. I'm going to try and now bring it back into your topic because your topic is probably more important than mine. But what I've been discussing is I've been discussing the similarities between now and another period in history. And that period in history was the early 1980s. And, and we, we went through already the, the list of things that were similar. You know, stock market was negative in the ni- late 70s and early 80s. You know, the, the bond market was going nuts. Interest rates were rising drastically. Uh, inflation was running rampant. Uh, there was energy issues, energy crisis, gas lines were taking place in the 1970s. Uh, we we're coming off a period of time, you know, just just off the Vietnam War. So that was still a factor. There was division in the, in the country. And also we had an enemy and that enemy was Russia and we were afraid of nuclear weapons. So there's a lot of similarities between now and the 1980s. And the reason I bring that up is, you know, during that time, it was really easy to think that this is it. You know, it's going to be negative forever. We're never going to have periods of prosperity. It's always going to be bad. And what happened in the late 1980s? Things turned around. In the in the mid to late 80s, things turned around, and they got better. And then if we take our lens out and we go longer and we look at the last 40 years from 1982 to now, things have gotten a lot better. You know, Dave talks about the Dow crossed a thousand in 1982 when he was working. Now it's at 30,000. And, and was it a straight line up? Absolutely, positively not. But, but that's life, right? And, and the longer you step out, the, the smoother it looks. And, and so when we think about these things and we think about, well, I'm 55 years old, I'm going to retire in five years, and I'm, you know, I'm going to live for another 45 years, we need to plan for 45 years of living. So the example I used was if 1982 you had $100,000, 
and you said, forget about it. Everything's bad. I'm just going to take it. I'm going to put it under my mattress or in my safe, and I'm just going to take money out as I need it, and $100,000 will be plenty of money. Well, as we know now, due to inflation, $100,000, which was a lot of money in 1982, is, is not as much anymore. And it might not be able much, enough to fund one or two years. So the equivalent today might be 500000 You might have 500000 in an IRA. And you say, you know what? That's enough. I'm just going to take it all. I'm going to cash it out. I'm going to put it in my mattress, and I'm just going to live on that, and that should be enough. Well, 30, 40 years from now, it might not be enough. And that's the lens that we need to plan for. And as financial advisors, that's the, that's the time frame we're looking at, 30, 40-year time frames. And we have to have a plan that's going to allow for us to live for 30 and 40 years. Now, we have to get through these moments, so we have to have triggers in place that allow us to get through these bad times and also triggers in place to allow us to excel when times are good like last year. But that's the plan. And that gets back to, Nico, your second point in your article, which was what? Planning, preparation, and preservation. So this is the this is a big stage in a person's life, especially in their retirement income planning life. Um, this is the red zone. This is what we like to call the red zone. I think it's probably seven to three years out would be the red zone. And then after that, you get to the fire zone, which is three to zero uh, <laughs> years until retirement. Yep. So the seven years out from retirement, this is when you should start planning. You should start thinking about uh, the different variables that might come up in your retirement. You should be reviewing all your retirement investments, how they're invested, the allocation you have, whether it's still appropriate for this stage of your life. You should anticipate basic living expenses, so the expenses that are going to come up in retirement. Lifestyle expenses, so if you're going to travel, what you're going to do. Uh, if you're going to go to the movies on Tuesdays uh, to save some money. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I guess yeah. you go to Regal, you save some money on Tuesdays. Absolutely. Uh, potential tax obligations you might have in retirement. You want to th uh, start thinking about Social Security benefits start date, so when you guys are going to elect to take your Social Security. And then uh, any expected pensions, income sources, required minimum distribution calculations. So you're, you're going to want to start to think about how much you're going to have to take at 72, whether you should start doing some Roth conversions, getting those dollars to Roth. There's a lot of different options and a lot of different variables that come into place when you start planning, uh, when you're in that red zone, the fire zone. So yep. you want to have these conversations. You want to think about liabilities, what liabilities are out there. Fidelity just came out with a report, the average health care costs in retirement, excluding long-term care, so not even including long-term care, it's about $315,000. Oh, my gosh. That you're so, so just there, right? Let's stop right there. So I mentioned earlier, if you say you have $500,000 and you say, oh, that's enough money for me to live on, so I'm going to take that and I'm going to put it under my mattress or in my safe and I'm just going to take money as I need it. Well, you're telling me of that $500,000, $317,000 is going to go towards health care. So that leaves me... You know, one hundred and eighty-three thousand dollars for the rest. It's yep. not a lot of money. No, right? Even if you have a million dollars, which is a, a million dollars, is a lot of money. If you have a million dollars, a third of that is used towards healthcare. Yeah. So that leaves you two thirds of your money. It's it's not enough. So what do you have to do? You have to create a plan, and the plan has to say, "All right, this is my plan." And this is how I'm going to take advantage of times when they're good, like they were last year, and they will be again. I don't know when. I don't know if it'll be tomorrow. I don't know if it'll be next week, next year, five years from now, but they'll be good again. I need to have a plan that takes advantage of that and get some growth because the Dow is going to go from 1,000 to 30,000 over a 40-year period of time. It might go from 30,000 to 100,000 over a 40-year period of time. I need some growth. But I also need dollars that are going to get me through now for a year from now. 
I can't have the dollars that are going to pay my bills next month allocated into something that can go down in value by 20%. So what do we create? The buckets of money where we've got a year's worth of distributions in a money market fund. So when we have a down year, uh, I can't say the word, but a bad year like we're having right now, we can get through that. And we need a plan that can allow us to get through that. Um, we do have a caller here. We've got Rich in Colony. Good morning, Rich. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking the call. Absolutely. What can we do for you? Uh, basic Social Security question. You know, I haven't taken Social Security yet. I have friends who have. And, you know, now with the inflation, there's an adjustment way upward on the Social Security benefit. Yep. Does that benefit ever go down? Social Security like, for benefit? Example, yeah, like if I claim like in a, a few years as opposed to now. Yep. So Would that be a hit? So the benefit does not go down, Rich, but um, let me talk through this. So you, you earn a Social Security benefit, and it's never gonna, it's not going to go down. Now, what I will say is you might get a statement. Let's say you're 62 years old right now. And again, we don't need to get into your personal stuff, but I'm just going to use examples. And you say, I'm going to wait till I'm 67. And you get a Social Security statement, and the Social Security statement will say, if you work from 62 to 67, your benefit will grow to $3,500. Let's say, Rich, you stop working at 62, you don't collect Social Security, it might not grow to $3,500 because you're not working, you're not paying in, so it's not growing. So it might be less than, what you, what, than what's put on the statement because you're not earning. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yep. So, and I didn't realize that. So that's one factor. The next factor is, Rich, when you receive your Social Security, just like your paycheck, okay? You, you get a, you get a, you don't really get a stub anymore, but you, there's a stub that's available to you, and it says this is your gross payment. And I'm going to change the number. I'm just going to say three thousand dollars, just to keep it simple. So your gross payment's three thousand dollars. Then what the government will do is, if you're on Medicare, they'll take Medicare out of that Social Security payment. So your gross payment of three thousand dollars doesn't mean that you get three thousand dollars in your bank account. You get $3,000 minus taxes, minus Medicare. So you might get $2,300. Again, just to use an example. Now, that benefit doesn't mm -hmm. go down, but what can happen is, and what's happened in the past, Medicare premiums have increased. So what that means is, if the Medicare premiums increase, that means the amount of deductions increase. So even though your benefit of $3,000 is staying consistent, which is what's happened in the past, the deductions have increased. So rather than getting um, $2,300, you might get $2,200. So then that's when clients call me up and they say, hey, wait a minute, my Social Security went down. No, your Medi Medicare just went up. And, and I have to explain, your, your expenses went up and that's why So it looks like your Social Security went down. So that is a long-winded answer to your question, Rich. Um, but but does that make sense, what I'm saying? Is, is that clear or am I, am I well, losing folks? It does, and particularly the point, I understand that we contribute to the fund with paychecks. Yep. And uh, But the fact that what's listed online as an anticipated monthly payoff actually could be less if there's a gap of, say, maybe two or three years when one is actually retired. Exactly. It's exactly right. Yeah. That's and, interesting, and that's good to know. Thank you. I never thought it through in that angle. Yeah, well, uh, that's what we're here for, Rich. And I appreciate that question because Social Security is one of the more 
important aspects when it comes to retirement planning, but also one of the more complicated. And and to that point, Nico, you just met with Elizabeth, uh, what was that, a week and a half ago? Yeah, we had a show on here with Elizabeth. I think it's on our website too. So yeah. if you want to listen to that. Yeah, Rich, if you get a chance, and, and anybody out there who's listening, if you're interested in social security planning, um, Nico did a phenomenal show with Elizabeth Pavanka, who works with the Social Security Administration. And um, and they recorded that show, and it's on our website, www.rpgretire.com. If you have some time, I encourage you to listen to that because they cover a lot of these questions. Um, so, again, you, you can get on there. Um, now, we're coming up on our break. So uh, what we're going to do is uh, I'll give out our phone number again. It's 1-800-TALK-WGY if you have a question. And uh, if you want to sit down and have a chat with us, you can give us a call at 518-580-1919. Again, that's 518-580-1919. You can leave a message and give us a call, and we, we can meet you in our Malta office. So we are going to take a break for the news. When we come back, I want to continue to talk about building a plan to get through the good times and the bad. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. And we're back. This is the Retirement Planning Show. My name is JT Cox, Wealth Advisor with the Retirement Planning Group, here with Nico Dumas, Financial Planner with the Retirement Planning Group. Again, if you are a new listener, the Retirement Planning Group is an independent financial services firm located right here in the Capital District. We work with hardworking savers, individuals, and we help them prepare for retirement and navigate what can be a fairly complicated field uh, when it comes to planning for retirement. And we've been talking a lot today about planning and, and the reason we're talking about it is because we create these plans and we have to acknowledge that when we create the plan, you know, we have to have a plan that's going to get through both good times and bad. Because when we retire, you know, there's this little thing, it's called life. And what life means is it's not all roses and butterflies. Things are going to be bad at different times. And when things are bad, it's going to feel like it's always going to be bad. And on the flip side, when things are good, it's going to feel like it's always going to be good. And we know neither of those are really the case. There's going to be good times. There's going to be bad times. So we try and create a plan that's going to get through. It's going to allow us to take advantage of times when they're good, but also get through times when it's bad. So right now it's bad. So when we meet with folks and we create a plan, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about for years on the radio is baseline income. Baseline income means guaranteed income to pay your bills. So if your bills, you know, are to live just to keep the house going, it's forty, fifty, it's fifty thousand dollars a year. How can we create baseline income to get through and, and to to provide that fifty thousand dollars a year, no matter what happens in the stock market, what happens in the bond market, Russia, China, and anything else? And we use vehicles in order to do that. And we look at what are the resources that you have available to you. Maybe it's Social Security. Maybe you've got pension dollars. And if that's not enough to cover that 50000 maybe you've got $40,000 of guaranteed income and another 10000 of guaranteed income would be helpful in order to, for you to meet those baseline income. Well, we, one of the things we've done is we've carved out some dollars and utilized something like an annuity. An annuity that can offer, and again, there's many different annuities out there, but some annuities will offer guaranteed income riders guaranteed growth rate. So no matter what happens in the stock market, what happens in the bond market, we can guarantee some dollar amount that's going to hit. And if we can create a plan and that plan says, hey, I'm going to carve out some money and that money is going to guarantee $10,000 a year of income. And now we've met your baseline needs. 
And then I take some other dollars and say, hey, then we're going to put this in a safe bucket, money market fund. Then the guaranteed income, the annuity, and the, and the buckets of money, when are those most valuable? Right now. You know, I've had it engraved in my brain since I was a, a younger child. Uh, I had a basketball coach. And we used to do UCLA's suicides. You, you have to run. And you'd always touch the baseline. <clears throat> so he'd be screaming, touch the baseline, touch the baseline. <laughs> it's been engraved in my brain to to always reach your baseline income. Yeah, that's right. Reach <laughs> your baseline. A, from that's a good. young age. And there's vehicles out there like JT's talking about that can help you touch that baseline. Yep. Uh, one of those being a variable annuity product. Yep. With um, a guaranteed income rider. Yep. And again, there's so many different vehicles out there. So we're not saying every annuity is good or every annuity is bad. But that's why we bring these up. Because they can be a solution. And they're a solution. You know, when times are good last year, people were saying, why do I have money in a guaranteed annuity that's guaranteeing 6% when I'm getting 20% in the stock market? What do I need 6% guaranteed for? Guess what those folks are saying this year? Yeah, I'd like 6%. I would kill for 6% this year. There's products out there right now, too. Um, if you want guarantees, um, there's options. Mm -hmm. And some of those options are a fixed annuity contract, so yeah. not a variable. Um, and you can get around 4% right now on a fixed three-year annuity. What does that mean? That means if you put $100,000 into it, you can get about $3,950. Again, this is as of today. These rates might change, mm -hmm. but you can get that $3,950 um, per year Yeah. on these fixed contracts. And some of them have a uh, – uh, it's built into it. So after year one's over, then you get the, the 3.9% five percent based on the new number so a hundred thousand three hundred nine a hundred and three thousand nine hundred fifty so it compounds on itself yeah. so some of these products do allow that these these guaranteed options in a world full of uncertainty i think it it makes sense for for a lot of folks out there and if, if you're looking more towards a four-year or five-year you can get almost close to four and a half percent so if you're someone out there and you're saying i think things are going to be bad for a long period of time like we had a caller earlier and they said, I want to protect my principal. I want to find something that's going to be there. Is this a pretty good option for those folks? It's a pretty good option. And how about for folks who say, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Is this a pretty good option for a portion of the dollars in case it's bad for the next five years? I would always say a portion is appropriate. I don't yeah. think you should put your whole account into something like this, but um, have different buckets, different vehicles for different goals to accomplish yeah. those goals. So if you have a million bucks, take 200,000, put it into something like this, Take yeah. 200,000, put it in something that's going to guarantee an income stream. Yeah. Um, and then, and then use the remaining dollars to account for, uh, maybe legacy. Maybe yeah. you take carve a hundred thousand dollars out, put it into a single premium immediate annuity and put some velocity on the dollars to leave a tax free inheritance for the next generation. I mean, you can get really customizable. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything's customizable uh, when yep. it comes to retirement planning and, and trying to accomplish what you want done in your lifetime. Absolutely. So before we go any further, we've got a caller on the line. This is Fred in, oh, Glenville. I was just in your neck of the woods yesterday. Fred, I was at uh, Burn Hill School watching a modified eight soccer game. How are you doing, Fred? Good weather for that. It was, per, it was actually, you know what we talked about on the sidelines? It was beautiful. The leaves were like, in the way the field set up, there was woods around it and the leaves were changing. It was just about perfect yesterday. Nice part of the world. I, I had a question about savings accounts. Yes, sir. And savings accounts used to pay, you know, 3, 4, 5, 6%. Mm -hmm. And they went down with interest rates. But now that interest rates are going up, why aren't savings accounts? 
uh, why aren't savings accounts going up uh, hey, along with that? Fred, can can I can I give you a bullhorn, and I want you to shout that from the rooftops, okay? Because what you're saying <laughs> is so true. What you're the question you're asking is such a valuable question. I see again. I'm not here to bash financial institutions, but there, these banks are very quick to raise the mortgage rates, aren't they, Fred? Exactly. And I haven't seen, you know, I, I, they usually have those signs out front that say our mortgage rates are this and our CD rates are that, our savings account rates are this, and I haven't seen them raising the savings rates. And, you know, there's a lot of factors to that. And, and what I would say is, not to get too deep into the weeds here, but banks right now are not inclined to build up their deposits because they're required to have so much in reserves already. So they're not incentivized right now to build up their deposits. So that's why they're not offering interest in savings accounts. And what that means is for, for the average person like you, like me, who I used to be rewarded with saving, by saving, I used to be rewarded with interest. I haven't been rewarded with interest and I'm still not being rewarded with interest. That means you have to go elsewhere, Fred. And that's why we're bringing up, Nico just talked about fixed guaranteed rate annuities, CD products. There's other things like treasury bills where you can get 3%, but it's not as easy as it used to be, Fred. It's not as easy as you know going down to your local branch, talking to your banker, your teller, and saying, hey, can I get the 3% savings account? They're not offering it. And it's a sin. It's a sin. But it's out there, but you have to work a little harder for it. And we can help you, Fred, if you want some help. We can bring these vehicles to you, um, you know, just give us a call. Okay, thanks. So, so in other words, you're saying savings accounts uh, don't represent uh, much of a future for investment. I, you know, and, it's and, so... And planning for the future, they're pretty, they're pretty static. I, I, savings accounts have a purpose, okay? The purpose is they're liquid, they're available. If you need money right away, you can get to them. That's the value of savings accounts where they used to offer additional value in the form of generating interest, they're not offering that right now. And it doesn't seem like they're going to be doing that anytime in the near future. So I still believe in having some dollars in an emergency fund in case you need a new roof, you need a new car, your boiler, whatever it is. But if you want interest, you have to go elsewhere, unfortunately. I, I wish this wasn't the case, Fred. Unfortunately, if you do want interest, you have to go elsewhere. Yeah. And and that's where we can bring some additional things to the no, table. I was just I was looking at a Forbes uh, article the other the 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 national average right now for savings accounts as of like I think the beginning of October it's point one seven percent. It's ridiculous. Point one seven percent. There's money market funds out there that are getting around two percent right now. Yep. So there's there's other vehicles. There's there's better options. I mean, some online savings accounts might be up in the two, right. maybe one and a half two. But again, these these banks are averaging about point one seven percent. Yeah. So and it's 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 disgusting, Fred. And and your call is such a good call, and it's such a good question. And and maybe people listening who are in charge of some banks will will you know make some adjustments here. But I don't know. I'm not. My fingers aren't. I'm not going to hold my breath. Let's just say that. Is that fair, Fred? <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate your responses. Absolutely. Hey, you have a great day and enjoy that. Uh, that Glenville is beautiful. I love that. I love that part of the world there. Uh, and then it looks like we have another caller. Um, this is Bob in Clifton Park. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, fellas. How you doing this morning? I uh, I uh, enjoy listening to your program week in and week out. Uh, I have a little difficulty with the markets as they are. Yep. 
and I know that could be temporary, but I, you know, trying to find places to hide mm-hmm. in this market as, uh, you know, to me seems impossible unless you're invested right now in the dollar. Right. Everything else, whether it's a 4% fixed yield on something for a year, when your inflation's at 8.2, your reading, current reading came out at 8.2, how, does you, how do you get ahead of the game that way? It's That's the challenge we're all facing right now, Bob. And there's a couple uh, – I'll give you one answer, okay? Um, there used to be savings bonds offered at, at the bank, and they, those were double E savings bonds. There's, a, there's another type of savings bond. It's a Series I savings bond. And, it, and it's an inflation-adjusted bond. And what happens is the bond offers interest. The interest is changes each year, and, and, and the interest is based on – or it might be every six months. Every six months. Uh, I saw, Sorry. Every yeah. six months. The interest changes every six months, but it's based on the rate of inflation. So right now, that I bond is offering about 9.62. Uh, 9.6%. Yeah. So that you can purchase – Unfortunately, Bob, you, you do have to purchase it online, um, so you can't go and, and buy the, the bond and have the physical bond itself. You have to go online to treasurydirect.com. <laughs> Excuse me. You can put up to 10000 dot, dot gov. Oh, dot gov. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Dot gov. You can put up to $10,000. So oh, he's already done it. Uh, you, so you already have it, Bob's right? already got the iPods. I forgot about it. I don't have it, but I did forget about the neglect to remember that one uh, place to hide, maybe, if you want to call it that. I don't really... No, if there's any other place uh, besides the U.S. dollar up 18 percent year to date, yeah. uh, I don't understand where else. Even with you know guaranteed rates of return on annuities, one year annuities or any or six month or one year treasuries or anything, I don't. I think the II might be the only place, and the U.S. dollar at least the way it looks right now. What I would and say, I, you know, it's the only place right now that's matching inflation. That that's 100 percent true. That's 100 percent true. Um, you know, unless I'm sure there's some kind of stock out there that I can't think of off the top of my head that's up 8% or something, but we're not here to pick an individual stock or tell you what it's going to do. Um, right now, you're, you're exactly right. Now, you know, but, but what you have to do is think about, okay, a U.S. Treasury bill, and Nico, I know you do a lot of work in this space, a three-month Treasury bill, a six-month Treasury bill, they're getting 35 percent 3.4%, 3.9%. I mean, if correct? you look at the year Treasury bill, it's getting about 4 um, but I mean, treasury bills are an option, Bob. Um, I mean, you, you it's put, not keeping pace with inflation, but it's better than losing money and it's protection and it's protection. And it Why also, would the treasury bill be better than the II bond. Well, cause there's a maximum on I bonds. So you can really only do 10,000. I would do trying, the I bond first. Yeah. Do the I bond first. But oh, when, once you reach that maximum, then you're, you're probably looking at treasury bills. You can do a ladder interest rates are rising. So hopefully once they mature in four or five months, whatever type of T-bill you buy, then you can buy a, a, an increased rate bond at that point and try to boost that annual return you're receiving on the T-bills. Well, I understand. Yeah. 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 And you mm-hmm. can also look, I mean, there is there is buffered products. These are a little technical, mm-hmm. um, but they offer some downside protection with an upside cap. Yeah. Um, so there are some funds out there where uh, you can kind of get some protection if you leave it in there for a year. You manage some of the volatility, yeah. but you do have to leave that in there for a year. Uh, again, that that gets again. We're not here to pitch specific products, but we're just trying to provide some solutions. Because Bob, your question is the question that I ask myself as I bang my head against the wall every single morning, uh, from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, and even sometimes during the night when I wake up at night because I'm sick to my stomach. 
Um, <laughs> where do we hide? <laughs> where do we find yield? Where do we find something? And, and we're trying to find some different solutions because it's bad right now. And we're talking about that. But, but when we take a step back, and, and part of today's show and the messaging is as you take a step back, it is bad right now, but I don't think it's going to be bad forever. And sometimes the best thing to do is, is, is to, you know, kind of bite our fingernails and say this stinks, but we, gri- we grab it, we grab the wheel with white knuckles, and we just stick through it. And we say, you know what, the markets are down right now, and the markets might be down for a year. They might be down for two years. I, I don't know. But, but we know that long-term, and whatever long-term is, they are going to come back, and so we just have to get through this period to get to that period, to get out the other side. You have to swim through the you-know-what to get to the good, and, and that's what we're going through right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like that movie. I just read that the- Oh, sorry. No, no, sorry, please. Sorry. You, you're, you're, what you say is more important than me, Bob. Go ahead. Oh, well, thank you. No, I would say the opposite. But in any case, the, I just read that the 60-40, uh, what do you call it? Portfolio. Uh, yeah. Portfolio, thank you, where you have 60% of your investable assets in stocks and equities and 40 in bonds, fixed income, has had the worst yield this past 12 months in, in 100 years. That's exactly which, right. Uh, that that's that's the that's the environment we're in, Bob. That's that it's been the worst year, and the reason for that is it's because the stock market's down. The stock market's been down before, but the reason it's had its worst year ever is the bond market has performed worse than ever before. Historically speaking, if stocks were down, bonds were up. So if stocks were down twenty percent and bonds were up seven eight percent, you merge those two together. Your clients are down. You know your portfolio is down seven eight percent. You're not happy, but you can live through that. This year, bonds have been down 15%. Stocks are down 20%. NASDAQ's down 30%. So people are down 20, 22, 25%. And they're saying, what's going on? It's broken. And it's broken this year. It is broken this year. But, but that doesn't mean it's going to be broken forever. And, and that's what I want to guard against, Bob, is, is, is saying it's never going to come back. Because last year, it was really good. <laughs> and, and we knew it was too good to be true. I knew it. You knew it. We all knew it in the back of our minds. Um, but But we have to get through this. And it's like, what's the movie? Shawshank Redemption. I don't know if you saw that movie with Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins. Did you see that movie? No, but I do. I am familiar with it. Yeah, they're they're in a prison and basically Tim Robbins has to escape. And the way he escapes is he has to climb climb through a sewer and he has to climb through or crawl through a hundred yards of you know what. (laughs) And once he gets to the other side, it's beautiful. But we're in that. We're in that sewer right now, and we have to crawl through it. And I don't know how long we've got, if it's 100 yards, if it's a year, if it's two years, but we've got to crawl through it. We'll get to the other side, but we'll get there. We'll get there the together. Last point that I, yeah, the last point you just brought up was, was the, is the most important uh, item you can uh, add to the picture here, is that you had this amazing returns exceeding all any past returns over the last I don't know how many years you just had the best twenty percent return on the Nasdaq. Yeah. I mean, the average return has always been about ten or eight on the Mark S and P, and and you get all of a sudden you get twenty percent, and you say, wow. So you know this is just kind of like unwinding what happened, and there's reasons for it. I mean, I'm sure there are economic reasons for it, but you know you can't complain about what you had in the past, recent past. Bob, I, I would hug you right now if I could. <laughs> I'm going to get you to call into this radio show and repeat that every single day <laughs> because oh, yeah? okay. I, I know, I know uh, well, it and I you know it. That I, well, I've been, I've been in the markets for 50 years, 60 years. So I, I can, uh, I've been through it all. So I have a feeling I can, 
I get a feeling of what's going on, and it's not it's not pretty now, but it was beautiful before. That's exactly right. Yep. And what, what's happened yep. is, you know, and that's why, again, we're looking for those silver linings as slim as they might be. And one of the silver linings is a lot of the losses that are taking place in these portfolios. What are we losing? We're losing the gains that we accrued last year or maybe in the last year and a half or so. And it's never fun to go down. But we also have to recognize, to your point, Bob, that we're not losing the, you know, if we put in $100 and it grew to $150 and now we're down to $120, well, we're still up, right? We're still up $20. We're off of the 50, we're off the 150, but we're still up more than we put in. And for most folks, they are. It's hard to recognize that in the moment, but that's why I would give you a hug if I could. <laughs> but infl- thank you for that. But, but inflation is taking away some of those, even more of those gains that we had. Uh, There's you know, no, the 150 down to 120 is even with the, you know, the invest, which, even with the returns that you can get today, you're losing some of that, yeah. of those huge gains because of inflation, as well as what the market going down, market's going down, both bond and equity, fixed I, income and equity. I think, Bob, yep. if you want my personal opinion, if I think about the average person, what's hurt them the most this year? Because there's so much negativity, right? Pick and choose what's, 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 you know, keeping you up, what's making you sick. My personal opinion is what's hurt people the most is inflation. Because the markets are down, bond markets are down, portfolios are down. At the end of the day, that's a number on a, on a piece of paper or on a computer screen. And that number impacts us, right? It makes us feel happy. It makes us feel joy. It makes us feel sick when it's up. When it's up it makes us feel happy. When it's down, it makes us feel sick, right? But it's a number. It's, it's just a number, right? Last year, it was a high number. This year, it's a lower number. It's a number. Inflation is what we see day to day. When we go to the grocery store and we try and buy something, and all of a sudden, olive oil is this much money. All of a sudden, toilet paper is this much money. All of a sudden, this. And, and now that, you know, I used to go to the grocery store and for $100, I could, you know, buy our groceries for the week. And now it's $150. That's, that's right. what's really impacting us. And, and I think that's weighing on us because now we feel that in our wallets. And then when we look at that statement, it makes us feel doubly sick because then we say, well, wait a minute. Things are costing more and I lost money. Now what am I going to do? Right. <laughs> And, and so right. I think inflation is really, you know, if we didn't have inflation right now, I think people would be upset. People wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't be happy. But I think, I think inflation is what's really driving a lot of the anxiety and fear right now. Inflation and Russia are the two biggest enemies. Yeah, because Russia, we could be wiped out tomorrow. And then who cares what our 401ks are? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing my kids. I'm heading to the Adirondacks, taking my dog and learning how to eat squirrel and cook squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh that's funny hey bob yeah. listen no uh, the, oh sorry they, go ahead you, you spent enough time uh uh what do you call it uh sticking our head in the sand but things have been great and now things are going the other direction but there are no ways to predict what's going to happen when the markets or the world no, anymore exactly and, right. and, and the inflation this is unheard of times we yeah. all agree yeah. even though you guys are a lot younger than me you really haven't experienced you haven't experienced this before. So, and neither have I, even though I've been around the market since I was a kid. Yeah. In any case, thank you for your time and your input, and uh, enjoy the rest of the whatever life remains. <laughs> thank you, Take Bob. Care. And I'll tell you what. Okay, you know, to that point, this is what I'm going to do because we've been negative today. So I'm, I want to focus on the positive. We've got a, got about five minutes, so we're going to skip our last break. Um, but we've got about five minutes left. And what we're going to do is we, we've been really negative today and, and it's easy to be negative, but let's focus on the positive. Let's get some positives going. Here are the positives. If you're healthy, if you're, if you're healthy, if you're breathing, 
if you've got a family who loves you, right? If you've got a support system, you've got friends, that's the positive. Embrace that. Yesterday, I went to funeral services for a friend of mine. And it was for, excuse me, for a friend of mine's father. His father passed away. His father went fishing, didn't come back. They found him, kayakers found him. And, and that puts things in perspective. And sometimes perspective is important, okay? You know, a guy, I was standing in line because, you know, you, you stand in line and, to pay your respects. And the guy, two people in front of me was in line and he had a picture. And the picture was him fishing with the guy who passed away. And that was taken two days before the guy passed away. So they were fishing together two days. Then the guy, you know, he goes back to his house and he doesn't go fishing the next day with him. And the next day the guy's out fishing and he passes away. This is my friend's father. And I saw my friend and, and he was devastated. And of course he's devastated because yeah. guess what? That matters. Money, ma Money's important. Don't get me wrong. I do it for a living. Of course it's important. The markets, of course they're important. 401ks, of course they're important. But if you've got a family, if you've got loved ones, don't take that for granted. That's the positives right now. So if you're going to do anything, do something today to enjoy those folks. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to leave here. My son Beckett has a flag football game. I'm going to coach his flag football game. I'm going to take my kids on a walk. It's a beautiful fall day. We're going to pick apples. Nico, you're going to go do what? I'm going to pick pumpkins. With who? With my girlfriend, Kendra, and her brother, Tyler, and a couple of my friends. So With your loved ones, with your friends. That's what you need to do in times like this, folks, because there's so much negativity out there. If you want to be negative, turn on the news. Go on the internet. They'll, you want to get depressed? Go on the internet. That'll depress you in a heartbeat. Here's, what, here's my... Here's my answer. Go outside. Enjoy this beautiful fall day. Find someone who loves you, spouse, a loved one, a child, a parent, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, niece, nephew, friends, doesn't matter, and enjoy it. Because at the end of the day, that you know, none of this is taken for granted. And that friend who passed away, you know, do you think my buddy whose father passed away, do you think he's asking himself, oh, I wonder what my father's 401k is today? He doesn't care. No. I saw him yesterday. He's a mess. And of course he's a mess. He should be a mess. Do you think he cares about what the stock market's doing today? What the bond market's doing today? No. Absolutely not. So he wrote an amazing obituary. And in his obituary, he said, in lieu of flowers, in lieu of donations, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Find someone you love and give them a hug. Tell them you love them and give them a hug. That's what I want you to do. This was written in his obituary because he understands the importance of family, of loved ones, of doing what you love. You know, spend some time. So we've got about a minute left, Nico. I'm going to get off my soapbox. <laughs> I'll let you finish up the show. Yeah. No, I think that's a, a nice warm note to end on. That was nice, JT. Um, but no, if you want to give our office a call, number is 518-580-1919. JT's giving out free hugs at the office. Um, or you can reach us on the web, rpgretire.com. And it's RPG Retire on the web. We've got articles up. We've got a video, a calculator. All this content is free to you. We're here to educate you. We're here to help you through those retirement years, through those accumulation years, the three phases we discussed on the show today. So again, if you want a second pair of eyes, we would love to compete for your business. We've got a lot of good clients here from WGY, and we'd be more than happy to uh, to take a look at your situation. So we've got the numbers 518-580-1919. Everyone, have a great week. We'll see you next week.
The information provided is for educational informational purposes only. It does not constitute investment advice, and it should not be relied on as such. It should not be considered a solicitation to buy or an offer to sell a security. It does not take into account any investor's particular investment objectives, strategies, tax status, or investment horizon. You should consult your attorney or tax advisor. Thank you for listening to The Retirement Planning Show, hosted by Dave Kopak. If you would like to talk with Dave or someone at the Retirement Planning Group, call 518-580-1919. That's 518-580-1919 during business hours or visit us at rpgretire.com. The Retirement Planning Group has two convenient offices located in Albany and Malta. Retirement Planning Group LLC is a registered investment advisor. David M. Kopeck is also a registered representative of Persh Kaplan Sterling Investments, Inc., PKS. In their separate capacities, a registered representative of PKS, David M. Kopeck, may recommend the implementation of securities through PKS instead of Retirement Planning Group LLC. Persh Kaplan Sterling Investments and Retirement Planning Group LLC are not affiliated companies. Tune in again next week for Retirement Planning Strategies with David Kopeck on the Retirement Planning Show.